1: I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney Parks and Resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Whitney Carroll about her Wishes Collection wedding at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she chose the Wishes Collection and how she planned her event, and how everything turned out. So welcome, Whitney! Hi, Carrie. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to be married at Walt Disney World.
0: Sure. So Jeremy and I had been dating eight years before we got married, and I was the Disney fan. And when we started initially talking about getting engaged and possibly getting married... He was the one that mentioned looking into the wedding pavilion. We had often gone to Disney and walked in it, and I always thought it was beautiful. I just never considered the fact that we might be able to actually afford a Disney wedding. So after we got engaged, he suggested uh, looking into it, and that's how I found your podcast and your fairytale wedding guide, which is how I actually discovered that a Disney wedding was possible.
1: Wow, that's awesome. And did you guys look at Escape, or did you always know you needed to do wishes for your group size?
0: I looked at both and once I learned, you know, you you had to have 20 people or less, we realized that Wishes was going to have to be the route we went.
1: Got it. Okay. So how did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be?
0: Our family was very supportive. It was very me to want to get married in Disney World, even though we weren't expecting that to happen. Some of our friends were a little uncertain um, and didn't know how to take a Disney wedding, but everything worked out.
1: That's great. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make
0: the trip? We invited 50 guests, and we had 38 people show up for the wedding.
1: Oh, good. That's a nice manageable size. Absolutely. So the wedding
0: pavilion, you knew going in that you wanted the wedding pavilion. How did you choose your reception venue? So that was actually a little bit of a challenge for us in the beginning. My husband really didn't want a traditional ballroom, but once we looked into it, we got married on July 4th, so... Outdoor options really weren't something to consider. And we originally wanted the American Adventure Parlor Room, which is no longer a choice with the Wishes Weddings. And our sales consultant, when we went down for our site visit, actually suggested keeping everything at the Grand Floridian. So our reception actually flowed right from our ceremony into our dessert party. So that's why we ended up going with the Grand Floridian ballrooms.
1: Got it. And then what location did you use for your dessert party? Was it the marina?
0: We used the Shago K. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, we were very fortunate with that. Okay, great. So then did you guys have a theme or colors for your wedding? Yes. So I'm a huge Sleeping Beauty fan. So we did kind of a Sleeping Beauty slash a blue and blush color theme throughout the wedding. So a lot of different pieces tied into Sleeping Beauty. And then we made sure my girls wore light blue and the guys wore gray suits with a royal blue tie.
1: Oh, that's nice. Did you add
0: entertainment to your reception? We did. We did. So we had the major domo, which was our favorite part of the whole wedding. We surprised the best man. We played a trick on him. Um, I told him that the planner had the ring and he came in and, you know, throughout the ceremony did the surprise where we joked that he lost the rings. Then we had him do our announcements at our reception. We also had Randy Chapman bring a photo booth to our wedding reception, we had a DJ, we had Steve Weinstein. And I'm trying to think if we did that was all of the entertainment we had. Sounds like a lot, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any menu items or cake flavors that you can recommend from your reception? Absolutely. We did two different things. We did the gray stuff from the BR Our Guest, but they call it, you know, the cookies and cream if you pick it, through the Grand Floridian. So we did that with the white cake for our small tier that we cut, and we did it with chocolate for our cupcakes. And then we also did the almond cake with the, I believe it was the strawberry basil filling, and they were both very good. Great. And any recommendations from your dinner? We did a sit down dinner and we did chicken, which was stuffed with Fontina cheese and spinach and wrapped in prosciutto. That was really good. And then we also did salmon. And uh, I can't remember which sauce we had, but the, the salmon was very good as well. And our guests were very happy with both of those choices. Um, I tried both. They were very good. We also did shrimp cocktail with, as, as our past appetizer. And the, the guests really seemed to enjoy that. It came with like a tequila spiked uh, cocktail sauce.
1: Nice. Okay. And then for your dessert party, you had had the cake at the reception. What did you then serve at the dessert party?
0: So that was a little bit of a snafu. We were trying to not overfill the guests because it was right after our reception. So we did Mickey pretzels. And then because it was the 4th of July, we picked the apple moonshine flambe, which was very good. You could choose to have it with ice cream or without. And then on the side, we just did the um, Mickey novelty ice creams that we only had to pay for the treats that people ate. And we also had the warm chocolate chip cookies and milk. Nice. It rained. So everything ended up being in our reception room. So it kind of, they didn't really get a break on the food. It came right up. They actually encouraged them to, uh, the DJ encouraged everybody to take their cupcakes home and just eat the dessert from the dessert party. So that was the only little, you know, negative to the night was that people really didn't get to eat the cupcakes until later on.
1: Interesting. Okay. Now it rained, but were you still able to go out and see the fireworks?
0: Yeah, we were actually really fortunate. So they had reserved the Sago K area for us, and the only bummer was I didn't, you know, I didn't get to see the decorations outside, which was fine, it was still very nice. But um, we had a little magical moment where there's kind of a grassy area kind of in front of where the villas are in your Sago Cay, and the Disney Entertainment allowed the Roots, our photographers, to take us up there to have all of our pictures done. So we got some really great photo shots right there after the rain delay with the fireworks.
1: Oh, I love that spot. I actually have a photo in my book from this couple, also at 4th of July. You just get an amazing shots there. That's great.
0: Oh, yeah, it was really fun. And there were people watching us and cheering. So it was kind of a neat scene in the end. That was like my favorite part of the whole day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, one thing you mentioned earlier was you were a little bit worried about using a ballroom for decor purposes. What did you end up doing to decorate the ballroom?
0: So it really worked out. Um, and my planner I had uh, I can't even think of Diane's last name at the moment, but she was really great and we worked with you know with our floral planner and we really tried to keep it um, manageable. I, w- I didn't want to spend a lot of money on flowers given you know that it was one day. So I bought four Cinderella carriages. They were kind of medium size and I bought them at Hobby Lobby and spray painted them silver. so I had those shipped down and they filled those with flowers. And then on the other tables, I rented these little wooden log looking vases that they filled flowers in. And it was really affordable. It ended up being under budget for my flowers. And then we just had them put little um, votives on the tables. So we kind of went with like a Sleeping Beauty kind of forest theme. So that was really all I had on the tables aside from table numbers that I had someone in the Dizbrides group make for me that were acrylic and it kind of lit up. You know, it looked like it lit up because it was printed in white with the candlelight. And then we had them do, one of the gobos we had was the forest projected on the wall. And that was pretty much all of the decor I had on the tables. It worked out really nicely. And we did just like a light blue overlay. We didn't pay for anything other than a light blue overlay with linens. We kept everything else just standard.
1: Got it. Okay. Now, can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran?
0: We had a 2.30 p.m. ceremony, so it was an early day for me. Um, I was up at 7, and Fairy Tale hair and makeup came. I had Stacey Otto do my hair and my makeup. I had two bridesmaids who got their hair and makeup done and my mom. So pretty much from, I would say, I think it was like 7 a.m., to somewhere around 1130, I was getting ready in my room and they came, the Roots came and took pictures. It's like my favorite part is them coming and kind of doing getting ready shots. You're not aware of them at all. They're so great. And then my husband, around 12 o'clock, went and did some pictures with his groomsmen. And then I came down and I did a first look with my dad. And surprisingly to me, my husband and I were just going to do a first touch for a couple of shots around that time. And we, um, he ended up pulling me around the wall and we ended up having like a mini first look. He had sworn he didn't want to see me before the ceremony. So that ended up being kind of cool that it still worked out within our timeline to do that before the ceremony. And then around, I don't know, maybe two o'clock, I ended up in the room at the, at the wedding pavilion waiting for the wedding to start. After the ceremony, we were done. I think we were done by about three o'clock with the actual ceremony. We did pictures with our bridal party, and we actually had the major domo do pictures with us. That was another really cool thing that we got to do. I asked if he could be part of the pictures with the group shots, and Disney was fine with that. And then my husband and I had pictures taken together. And our guests went at three thirty and went and did cocktail hour from three thirty to four thirty, and then we had our reception from four thirty to about eight thirty, and then we went outside, and that's when we had the rain delay with the dessert party. And I think instead of it starting at about 9 o'clock with the fireworks for 4th of July, it might have started somewhere around 9.30. So our evening probably ended somewhere around 10.30, 11 o'clock until our guests went home. Um, we hired a bus to take them home. And, yeah, that was pretty much the whole day. It was a long day, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs>
1: When we were talking earlier, you mentioned that you also had an at-home reception, which can be a great way for guests who aren't able to travel all the way to Disney to still get to celebrate. Do you want to tell my listeners a little bit about how that worked?
0: Sure. So one of the things, I have a very big family, but we knew we didn't want a big wedding. So keeping the wedding small in Disney and only having 38 guests really did allow us to still celebrate with everyone up here. We live in Philadelphia and it can be very expensive to have a big wedding here. So we managed to have... A brunch reception up here, you know, kind of like a home party, and we had about eighty guests and kept it very affordable. Still managed to have um, I wore my dress again. We were able to hire a DJ. I had someone take some pictures casually, and I still tied in a Disney theme. We actually ended up being able to have kind of a haunted mansion, villains themed home reception with a different color scheme. We did purple and black and used some of the Disney bride vendors. And we still had some really basic decor stuff that I you know, got at Michael's and some things I ordered from the Diz Brides and just did basic venue stuff there. And it was um, very inexpensive, but still made everybody feel like they were part of the wedding. And we put up some pictures and we looped our wedding video on in the background. And so it was a really nice way to celebrate with everyone without breaking the bank and breaking the budget on you know, including almost an additional 100 people and celebrating our wedding. So I highly recommend that if someone wants to have a Disney wedding and you want to keep it small and you still want to celebrate with people, you don't even have to have it to the extent that we did. Several other people in our Disbrides group have done, you know, things like a, a celebration at their home or they've had a barbecue or a picnic. And I think whatever you can do to celebrate with people, it's a great way to tie it in and still include people in your day that couldn't travel.
1: Yeah, that's a really great point. So when you were planning, what were the two or three most important aspects where you focused your attention or you focused your budget?
0: One thing that we went into it wanting our guests to have a really good time, especially having to travel. Um, Our wedding was on a Wednesday. So we we wanted everyone to have a really good time. So our focus mostly with budget, we did end up having an open bar and we have several people who like to drink. So we ended up just doing a regular hosted bar. So that took up a piece of the budget entertainment took up a good piece of our budget between the amount of money that we had to pay for a holiday. It was a little bit more for the minimum on entertainment instead of, I think it was 8,000 where sometimes it might be like 5,000, depending on the day, our minimum expenditure was 8,000 for things like that. And then we did a lot of focus on the dessert party was kind of our extra. Like we wanted, we wanted everyone to just have a very good time. So that's where we focused the majority of the budget was the dessert party and the entertainment and photography took up a pretty pretty good amount of our budget as well. Got
1: it. And then what aspects were less important where you saved some money or effort?
0: Well, you know, it was funny. We weren't going to do videography at all. We had decided that we weren't going to do that. And my dad had actually, both of our fathers aren't in the best of health at the time. Um, they're both doing fine now. We're very fortunate. But uh, got emotional about that, not having a video, and it worked out that um, Steve from Cinemedia had a basic package. So even though I wasn't looking to spend a lot of money there, that ended up being something that we were able to add. We had cut some costs on food. Instead of doing like steak and lobster, we did the chicken and the salmon. Um, and we didn't go crazy on the cake. We did like a single-tier cake and cupcakes, and that's where we kind of cut the budget back enough that I was able to add some things on at the last minute we came in under budget for the wedding as a whole wow that's great yeah and a lot of that was you know using your book and using the Disney bride group
1: oh great so what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day
0: oh my goodness I think just the fact that having such a small wedding and having a Disney wedding I was actually able to um enjoy the time like I was able to dance on the dance floor with my family But probably just my favorite part of the whole day was the fireworks, just being able to have pictures with my husband and spend time with the roots who we consider very good friends at this point. That was just the highlight of the whole day, knowing that we were married and we were about to kind of spend some, you know, time alone. Did anything go wrong or not turn out like you expected? You know, for the most part, everything went really well, other than the rain delay with the fireworks. And that was really minimal. Um, We had, you know most of our stuff was inside, but it was supposed to rain all day and we were able to take our pictures outside. So other than the fact that they had to move the dessert party, um, just into our reception room, pretty much everything went the way that you would have expected. The only issue we had at one point is my husband, the limo never came and picked him up. He wanted to ride um, along in the limo to pick up his family from the Port Orleans Riverside Resort and come back to take photos. And they just never picked him up. I think that was the only thing that didn't go the way we expected that day.
1: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then was there anything that seemed like a big deal or you were worried about beforehand? And then it turned out not to be.
0: Yes, I think I'm, I'm a planner and I just, I worried about everything before we got there. And one of the things that I liked about Disney was that with them doing the majority of the planning, I had a lot less work to do, but shipping all of the items down and making sure that they got everything and everything was set up. Uh, that was probably where I was worried about things not going smoothly and it was perfect. I mean, even just even little things where they might have set stuff up and realized, oh, they have these extra things. They just did a great job setting everything up. I really had nothing to worry about in the end.
1: Great. Is there
0: anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? No, I don't think so. I think for the most part, I think uh, planning out the budget to make sure we could really afford it in advance was helpful. I think the only thing I might have done differently is just if we had discovered it sooner, saved a little bit more to maybe have made that week a little bit more exciting, but we managed to be there with our family for a couple of days beforehand. I definitely would recommend not going full force. We left the next day on our honeymoon. That was the only thing I regret was uh, leaving the next day instead of giving ourselves an extra day to relax.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Do you have any other tips or advice for future brides and grooms?
0: the most important thing is to remember that it's about the two of you. I think a lot of times we get lost in worrying about how our guests or how our family is going to feel about having, you know, a a destination wedding and particularly a Disney wedding. And sometimes you might get some negativity. And in the end, every single person that came to our wedding four months ago still says it was the best wedding they've ever been to. And that just means so much to us that all that effort and all that time ended up being worth it.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Whitney, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's interested in a Wishes Collection event, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Fairy Tale Weddings guide.com.